got so we're gonna continue on our uh, our uh, series of conspiracies or is it, I mean well, okay so they're not actually conspiracies I mean we could kind of just call it that because that's the word that's theories. used theories, theories of the unexplained just theories of the unexplained okay our series of the theories <laughs> of the unexplained yes series of the theories of unexplained okay that's gonna be hard to say <laughs> but okay. that's what we're doing so we talked last week we talked about uh what do we call Oh, I'm drawing a huge blank right now. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. <laughs> hey, I've recorded a couple of times since then. You did have a high fever. Anything yeah. that you can't remember past uh, Saturday. Losing your memory is a part what happens oh with COVID. COVID brain. So, But you're not supposed to have COVID brain from the shot, are you? I mean, that's what it's doing. It's giving you COVID. It's the same side effects, right? Or well, They say you're not actually getting any of the virus, but it is similar side effects. So I don't know. I don't know how the science works. You don't know because you had COVID brain too. I did. We both had it. <laughs> well, with our COVID brain, we're going to try and talk about mythical creatures, creatures of the unexplained. Mythical creatures and whether or not they're mythical. Are they mythical? Or are they real? Yeah. Are they just made up? What, what's going on here? So, so we're going to dig into We got a lot going on here. So basically, I think what, what classifies something as mythical? Is it just that it appears in an ancient le- legend and we can't prove its existence? I think that's kind of what makes it mythical is is there's lots and lots of legends out there um, from ancient times about strange creatures. Mm-hmm. We have no proof of them existing, so they're deemed unreal or fairy tales, um, right. mythical, so, magical. Because uh, a lot of times they are associated with like magical stories. Right. Um, so. Yeah, because there's a mix of these of like being possibly like just like a creature that seems realistic that could have just been seen or like seem very plausible and there's some of them that require like you said magic or require some extra (laughs) thing than what we know about right so right so like some of these definitely are a little more realistic more plausible more evidence so i think we're gonna have a wide variety of all those things we're gonna talk about today and there's so many of them i think we should really concentrate on the ones that um aren't so fantastic some of those are fun though (laughs) Can we talk about a couple of those? All right. So like the first one, which I consider most people say is the most magical creature. Okay. Is the unicorn. Oh, okay. So. um, Okay. But I thought, okay, well, we'll get into it. I kind of thought of that as a little bit of both though, right? I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for in ancient times, there's, there's legends of unicorns dating, you know, way back to Mesopotamia, Mm -hmm. ancient, it appears in ancient myths or India, China. And of course, uh, you know we know England and Scotland. It is the national anthem, uh, national anthem, national animal of Scotland. Is it really? It oh is. wow! I didn't know that. So it appears on a lot of the artwork there because it's it's their animal. They they claim it's. I wonder if there's any other country that has something that's considered a mythical creature as their I'm national sure. animal. Well, right? China's very closely related with dragons. Well, dragon. So. But again, we'll get into that. Yeah. So it might not be as mythical as you think. Um. So. Unicorns, I think it started with them appearing in artwork. There's a lot of artwork with uh, unicorns, these horse-like creatures with a giant horn. Mm -hmm. But then people started uncovering different actual legends of them. Like there was a Roman elder who wrote about uh, what he called was a unicorn, which was a... um, had a the body of a horse, the head of a stag, so a very horse-like creature, okay. with the feet of an elephant, and the tail of a boar, 
and a single black horn that was three feet long. Those are so specific about yes. individual parts of the body, right? So, like, yeah. yeah. So this guy, his name was Pliny the Elder. <laughs> Don't correct me on that pronunciation. Um, but he was a Roman author and naturalist. So he okay. was someone who went out and explored nature. He knew what different kinds of animals look like. Like he's comparing it to a stag, a horse, an elephant. So he knew kind of animals in general, the mm-hmm. differences between them. And he's like, hey, guys, this is something even more different. It's got all this. It's very strange looking. Right. And it does have a single black three foot long horn on its head. Right. So he was um, very credited as. as you know, a naturalist. So everyone took it as truth, right. I guess, back then. And then there, since then, there's been other, um, other accounts. Like so, other sightings. So and yeah, in the Middle Ages, there was in England and Europe, and especially Scotland, there was a lot of writings and depictions of unicorns. Once again, all the de- the depictions seem to be aligning. They all mm-hmm. kind of talk about this creature that looks like a horse, but has thicker feet like an elephant and has a black three foot long horn on the center of its head see those original descriptions seem a little different from what i think of a unicorn right you know like i don't think of it having like these thick legs and like a black stylized like a black thing right like usually i see it all white and very thin like like exactly like a horse but i think like like you talk about this initial guy like back then you didn't i mean we're still finding new species of animals right right so like you can come across something that may seem crazy look at that thing it I only know 10 animals, so I see something that's different and like, oh, it looks like this and they're comparing it, you know, where it's not really nothing strange. It's just a different animal that you saw. So it very easily could have just been, you know, a regular animal, you know, that, yeah. that just walking around that he, this is the first time they saw it. So that's what a lot of people say. Like how would they, they describe an elephant the first time you saw an elephant, right? <laughs> you know, like, oh, like it's everything for the first time is going to seem crazy. Right. So that's what people say is he's just seeing something. All these people are seeing something for the very first time. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is, so they're doing their best to describe it. Yeah. The problem is what they're describing, we can't really associate with any known creature today. Right. So that's why it's considered mythical, right? right. It's, it's got to be made up. If we can't fit it in the catalog of what we found, then um, it must be made up. However, right. they've just recently come out saying unicorns did exist. Right. Well, because you think of that, like, I mean, we have a hard enough time keeping... Species, endangered species alive like we go to right. great lengths to keep endangered species still existing right right so back then we're like you know if there's just an animal that is or a species of an animal that just happened to go extinct and we can't find evidence of it that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't exist like right like they weren't going to great lengths to keep these things around you know if it just happened to go extinct it happened to go extinct doesn't mean it didn't exist right so if you you know do start doing research the american journal of applied scientists science has released that it was more of a kind of dinosaur-like creature. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was, it ha- did have the body of like a thicker horse kind of rhinoceros-looking thing. Right. Oh, okay. So it's I head, could see the rhinoceros, like a thinner rhinoceros maybe. Yeah. Really. Its feet were definitely more like an elephant. Um, but its head isn't quite a rhinoceros and the horn is much longer. Mm-hmm. And I guess they found the skull of one in Russia. And so they're classifying it as a new animal and they are calling it a unicorn that like, hey, this fits all the legends more so than any other creature on Earth. Are they straight calling it that, though? Or like people are just, like they, they made up a weird name for it and they're like, oh, 
that means unicorn. Oh, uh, that's a good question. That's, I mean, you know, like, I mean, it probably does have a scientific name or just has like a number, but yeah, number. Like, this is code name four, five, three, six, six, whatever. Unicorn. They are calling it the Siberian unicorn skull that was found oh, nice. that's in uh, Kazakhstan right now. Oh, okay, Kazakhstan. Nice. Yeah, I was seeing like some weird pictures of that thing. Yeah, I could definitely see how like it fits the descriptions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one thing you have to learn is there are all these legends out there. And just because it doesn't fit what we know doesn't necessarily mean it's mythical, right? right? Made up. It's just we don't know of a creature that fits this catalog. So here it is years later and we find a creature, uh, or at least the remains of a creature that actually does fit the legends. Right. Yeah. And just because like our version of it that we have that we like a pretty white pony with the perfect spot with perfect horn that sparkles and like yeah. does magic <laughs> that doesn't necessarily have to be the only way a unicorn could have been right no. like you still have a creature that fits those characteristics I think that's but isn't what, that i think it's it's important to go back to the original accounts the original legends and be like okay what were people describing this as because if you read it it looks like nothing like the rainbow fantasy we have now right it's not um, my little pony but i guess that's uh be, it started evolving into that because in the middle ages people um, definitely were heavy into believing into magic. And mm. this creature was very rare and very hard to catch from all accounts. So they believed the horn was magical. Oh, okay. And from there, it started being associated with magic. And people started hunting it for that horn and hunting other animals with horns. To... I mean, we still do that nowadays yeah. <laughs> like with rhinos and like other things. We're just talking about like hippos and their their teeth or whatever we're, we're just right. having a conversation about that like we still do that with creatures like can you imagine what they were doing back then without the knowledge we have nowadays yeah the, the yeah. creatures actually can go extinct if you over, over hunt them so <laughs> right. so i think that's what happened to the unicorn right. if, if it was this thing that i think existed. that's interesting to think about like like we were so quickly to hear about one of these creatures or mythical things and just dismiss it you know, like, oh, of course not. That's stupid, right? Oh, hold on, because you're thinking about it in a certain way, the way it's been stylized for our entertainment or whatever. But right. it actually does have a history or a foundation of something like more plausible or possibly real that we just miss so easily because we've what we've done to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that I mean, that kind of leads into the next one, which is the Minotaur of ancient Greece. The Minotaur. Minotaur. I think Minotaur? it's Minotaur. Don't, don't. Is it Minotaur? Yeah, How do you spell I, it? M I N O T A Minotaur. I've heard Minotaur. Okay, that sounds right. Right. <laughs> I'm not good at pronouncing things. Um, anyway, so there was this English explorer named Peter Warren who did who believed exactly that. Just because we discount it doesn't necessarily mean it didn't exist. And in he, some form of that. In well, some yeah. form of another. So he was very fascinated by the Minotaur. Is that what you said? I think it's tar. Minotaur? It's, okay. it's spelled tar, but I think it's... Min I've heard it's minotaur. Okay. I'm thinking like dinosaur, you know, kind of... Oh, like. maybe. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm don't, don't go off anything I say when it comes to pronunciations. Um, but anyway, so he was fascinated with that. Bull, it's half bull, half human. Uh, legs or legs of a human, head of a bull. It's like... Well, it's like just head, right? So it's like... Human, oh, yeah, the upper, arm. Upper body is more human-like too, right. right? So it's just the head of a bull, but like... Right. Body of a So the ancient human. legend is there was this minotaur and he was hidden in a labyrinth and the king um, would sacrifice children to it. 
they'd send them in through the labyrinth and then there's of course this ancient legend of a guy who would who went through the labyrinth found his way through and killed the minotaur and he's the savior he's the hero he's the hero of the story so was it like they were giving him children so he didn't come out and attack i don't keep him happy down there so he doesn't come and like kill everybody yeah basically okay i don't i haven't looked into the that's my theory yeah I have looked into Peter Warren, though, and so he was an English explorer and was fascinated with the legend. And actually, this is fairly modern. In the 1970s, oh wow, uh, he went down to, they, they did end up finding the city, you know, beforehand in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. the Cronosis, Cronosis, once again, can't pronounce anything, <laughs> um, where this legend was supposed to occur. For a long time, everything in the legend was considered fake. Right. Okay, it's just made up. It's just the story about a hero. Right. That's the point of the story. But um, they end up finding Cronosis, which is the city was supposed to take place in. Oh. And then they started finding other things, like they found the palace. Like the whole, was it like underground or something? Like Yeah, it gets buried over yeah, time. Yeah. Over time, yeah. And so they found the palace and they found the king or the, you know, name of the king written somewhere. And it's mm-hmm. the same name that was mentioned in the legend. So they started finding other little things that were mentioned in the legend. And then they find, so Peter Warren goes down to Cronosis and he believes the legend. He ends up finding a, an actual labyrinth that you can go visit today. And mm-hmm. it does have the bones of human sacrifices within it. A labyrinth is just like like a, a maze, maze kind tomb of? kind of thing? Right. Okay. Right. Like just an underground like tunnels and so stuff. So it was like okay. a giant hill with, you know, winding hallways basically right. okay and in the center they found human sacrifices of children oh, wow and that was i guess fairly rare uh-huh. for the greek culture to sacrifice children because they were very right. um well that's why it was done yeah underneath, yeah hidden in the labyrinth <laughs> so so there were several things about the legend itself that have come out to be true mm-hmm. so there was the they the not only was the city real and the king real and the labyrinth real, the children's sacrifices were real. And then within the labyrinth, I guess there were drawings of bulls. Wow. Okay. So everyone's like, huh, how much of this actually, you <laughs> right. know, who knows? Maybe it wasn't actually a half human creature, but there actually was portions of this legend that were real. Right. Those things were happening for sure. Well, there's evidence now that those things are actually happening. We just don't know if it was an actual min- minotaur. Yeah. We haven't found the, the, <laughs> the, um, skeleton of the minotaur but of course in the legend the hero cuts off his head so there you go you have the head separated from the body now they look like two different creatures Mm, so now you could just find the head of a bull somewhere like this is the head of the (laughs) minotaur so you can't really prove that just a dude with the no head like this is the minotaur body (laughs) yeah exactly that's interesting well i mean man that definitely increases the speculation of it (laughs) they find certain parts of the story to be true that was uh yeah that's a quite an interesting one which i don't think like i said we could ever really prove right I think that's with a lot of these things, though. Like, there's always some truth behind things, right? Like, these stories come from somewhere, you know? Like, there was an animal that resembled something of what we think of a unicorn, and it came from somewhere. Like, this legend, I mean, like you said, they didn't just make up a city and what was going on. They had that, and they maybe they created a creature to scare people, you know, or scare uh-huh. children. Don't misbehave. You're going to get sent to the to weird creature down there. Yeah. <laughs> or who knows what they were doing. Very that's interesting, though. But, but finding that evidence is... I mean, that just, I mean, if you're one of these, someone that really believes in that, <laughs> you're definitely believing it more now. Yeah. What do you think about Bigfoot? Bigfoot? What do you know about Bigfoot? I don't know a whole lot about Bigfoot. Just like, well, we went to Shaver recently and I just saw, was it Shaver when we went yeah. to the snow? And there's just like Bigfoot, like 
magnets and t-shirts and just things everywhere. And I didn't realize till recently how like so big, big a deal he was around here. So like, Bigfoot actually appears around the world, but he's you know living in California. He's very big on the coast of California, mostly right. the north coast. So starting from about Santa Cruz on up, actually all the way into Washington State. Why is he so big here though, away from the coast? Why well, we're not too close to the coast? Like yeah. he kind of like he spreads out. Still fairly. So they're saying he's like a um, he's a Bigfoot's a species, not like there's one right. Bigfoot. Right. There's Bigfoot's a species. He's like an ape-like human creature, walks right. on two feet. He lives in the forest. Um, so here in California, it's you see him everywhere. You know, every anytime you go visit a forest in California, you're going to hear stories and mentions of Bigfoot. Right. It's crazy. See, I used to think of it as just there's one Bigfoot and he's just lit forever. <laughs> and he just travels up and down the California. like. I never thought of there being a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And then not only that, there's a bunch of stories around the world. Right. I mean, it's closely associated with the Yeti. Right. So the Yeti is just the snow version. And the Sasquatch. There's different names. Wait, the Sasquatch and Yeti is the same though, right? I think so. I think those are both the white snow ones. Right. Okay. But they're closely associated to Bigfoot. Yeah. They're all just different locations. Personally, I kind of feel like the more I look into that one the less evidence there is but i mean there's got to be know. something <laughs> I, so that way there's like no history it's just someone saw something it was like oh that was a well, there's a big lot creature there's a lot of people who have seen something right but there's no like evidence like we've talked about with unicorns and right. the minotaur where there's actually a history of it this is more recent too right i mean as far it doesn't go back into ancient history with bigfoot i don't believe not that i can fi- find yeah, really i mean it, it is all over the world but they're more recent stories so like more like 1950s and up. Right. So I guess in the 1950s is, and uh, well, actually, really That's in the 1970s, yeah. the FBI actually has Bigfoot on file. Yeah, it's crazy. You just just told me about this before yeah. we started recording. Looking at this, let's talk about that for a second. So I mean, because so many people are like, "Hey, there's this creature out there in California and mm-hmm. and Oregon and Washington, and and you know, he's scaring people." I don't know if he's actually. From what I've heard, he's not actually like doing anything. It's like not he like he, there's no evidence of him hurting a person, right? Or or an animal. There's oh, no even animals. Yeah, it's just he's just out there. They see this like blur, or they catch this thing on a blurry camera film. You mm-hmm. know what is this thing? And so the FBI put him on file. And I guess there's people who found, you know, footprints and then hair samples. And from everything I can see, the the FBI is like, no, we haven't found actual proof enough to say that there is a creature, right? So, so why do you think they, so why do you think they did this? Do you think they just had to like cover their, like cover their backs? They're like, Hey, we looked into it. Yeah. Just, it's like, Cause if there is, if there's so many people saying there's this big creature out there and like no one does anything about it, then they're going to be like, Oh man, we've been telling you guys for decades, look into this thing. And now it's your fault. And there's like, okay, we'll go do a little investigation. We'll search your, you know, little follow your guys leads and not find anything. Just so they could say they did something right. kind of thing. I think that's that's what I was kind of thinking about. Cause like for the FBI to look into something, that's crazy. Right. I mean, I think I feel like they should have any, better things to do. I think you're right. Anytime there's a tip given to the FBI, especially if there's multiple tips on one subject, right. they have to do their due diligence and, and open some kind of case it's like an algorithm now we're like okay we reached a certain amount of tips to do. or maybe they just like put the the intern like hey man <laughs> the just, trainees just go look into this go for or maybe not even an intern just like some random office worker like hey go look into this for a little bit and create a file if anybody from the fbi this. is listening please let us know how this works <laughs> right do you have to investigate any story that's given to you or do you have to wait till 
you know, you receive a certain number of credible accounts. And right. And at, at what level of the FBI, like how high up in the FBI do you have to be for it to be an official FBI investigation? Because like I said, if the secretary does an FBI investigation, she officially works for the FBI. But is that officially an FBI investigation? <laughs> if they just said, here, go look at this stuff real quick. Maybe. So, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who I just this? know the Internet says there is an open case in the FBI of Bigfoot, but they have disproven everything that's been found on it. So, so what are they? So I know the, I know they found some hairs, right? Found some hairs, found some footprints, and of course, there's a lot of photos. Um, uh-huh. So the most recent photos that we've captured. Well, they disproved the, the. There was a big one in the 70s, right? That was like the main. I'm sure everyone's probably seen it at some point. Going through it, they disproved that, right? right. Pretty quickly, they right? That. And the most recent ones, of course, we have much better cameras now, <laughs> and we yeah. have you know much better night vision, and we have those like deer cameras which capture right. motion and stuff. So and somebody set up one of those and caught it, and I was looking at the picture and I'm like. This looks like a bear. Right. This is a bear. This isn't a Bigfoot. This is a bear who's standing up on its two legs. Anytime anyone sees a bear standing, Bigfoot. Right? Yeah, I yeah. know. I guess, I mean, I guess that's an easy one. Yeah, I guess this one, it's kind of hard to take seriously. I think this is a fun one. Yeah. I it's just too. a fun one to like, I, like when we went to Shaver, you know, I bought a magnet and, a, you know, we, did we get a mug? I don't remember. But, you know, it was kind of fun to be like, oh, yeah, we're in Bigfoot territory. Let's yeah. go looking for one. You know, yeah, kind of thing. I went to Santa Cruz one time and I went to the Bigfoot Museum. Same thing. They did not. I mean, here it is supposed to be the Bigfoot Museum. It's literally a shack or like a little trailer uh, <laughs> that someone set up with all their like, you know, a cast of a footprint. You're like, I don't know. What makes something the official Bigfoot Museum? Like, can we just go like like you said, rent a van? It was a guy who literally just set up a trailer on the side of the road. And, and put like, a sign that said Bigfoot. official Bigfoot Museum. Yes. That's what <laughs> That's it was. I was, like, I was, I was all hyped up. You went into creepy guy's van? It was, yes, I did. <laughs> it was all hyped up. And I was like, okay, this is an actual museum, right? I'm going to see some evidence. No, right. no, no. I'm going nothing official about next it. Next time you go exploring on one of your adventures, I'm going with you. <laughs> no more creepy guys' vans for you. <laughs> it was a trailer, like, like, a, like a mobile home type trailer. Right. It was that. Okay. So, you know, it was a little bit better than a car. <laughs> a little bit. You get into a car. Okay. I mean, it's a little better. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I think Bigfoot has a little less, you know, viability. I haven't found any evidence to back it up. To me, I'm always looking for, okay, how much evidence do we have to prove it? Right. I'm always leaning on those ancient legends. How far back does this go in human history? Have we seen this? Bigfoot, not so much. Not I mean, there so are much. lots of stories of a creature out there, but I can't say for certain that it is there's nothing there yeah, yeah. It, that is not another creature right or even like an ancient like you know civilization that describes something resembling a bigfoot you know what i mean sure there's but specifically this one in right. this area you can't really it could yeah. be something else so like for instance like that we would go back to the unicorn the unicorn has very specific descriptions right they go through detailed its feet look like this its body look like this its horn its head look like a horse and its horn was this long there mm-hmm. are specific descriptions bigfoot and it was spread out too right like right kind of everywhere. all across the world and and those legends all were Match. the same. Yeah. They were the same. Um, whereas Bigfoot, I mean, yes, we kind of have like, oh, it has big feet and it kind of looks like a monkey. It's hairy, but it could be something else. Right. Like it does fall into that could also be a bear standing on its two feet. Like right. that a bear description. Harrison does that. Yeah. The description <laughs> fits multiple different kinds of animals. It could be like a big gorilla. Of course, we don't have gorillas here in California. Right. But what if I described Harrison one day? As a dog, a dog-like creature. That walked on two walked feet. Walked on two feet with little arms. 
And people are like, what is that? It's a and little dinosaur. It's a little dinosaur. It's a little Harrison. Yeah. Harrison could be a mythical creature. All right. All right what else we got? What's in, what, I know okay, we got a couple more. So another one that's actually been proven. Ooh. The Kraken. Okay. It's the Kraken. Um, that story came up very popular in, in uh, legends back in the early um, 18th and 19th century when seafaring adventures you know, were popular, right? Bit, People yeah. were out there exploring the worlds. Everyone was crossing the seas. And more and more instances of a giant kraken or like octopus, squid-like Squid, creature yeah. taking over ships came into play. And a lot of people disproved it because there was like, okay, a ship sank. But there were, like, we didn't have video. We didn't have, you know, satellite or anything that could prove why this ship sank. So the sailors that came back and were like, hey, it was a giant squid. Everyone's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, there's no evidence to prove that. But we have now evidence of two different species of squid. The uh, giant squid can grow up to 43 feet long. And the colossal squid can grow up to 46 feet long. Okay. So there are in the deepest parts of the ocean, giant squids, just like the legends say. And I guess oceanographers have found these squids are aggressive toward ships. Really? Yes, even to this day. Like in 2003 um, was probably the last time it happened. There was a French uh, yacht, a sailing yacht, uh -huh. that was in a competition around the world, and it got attacked by a by oh, a 26 foot long squid. Did it do the thing where it tried to like wrap its arms around it? Yeah, it's stuck oh, to the side gosh. of the ship. And so it attached itself to the boat. So, um, well, they do. That's what they do, right? So right. they just attach the things. Yeah, right. Why, why, yeah. If you find one that's big enough, why wouldn't you imagine that it could do that to a ship? You know? So that one definitely, I think we can check as proven. Yeah. Maybe not named the Kraken, but. Um, and like you, you hear about like, oh, it has a giant mouth that'll like open up and like eat a ship or, you know, I mean, those, again, that's just exaggerating. But if you just take it for what it is, a giant squid that can take down a boat, like how could you even like, of course, that seems believable, you know? I, I mean, I think that's I think that's a good one. to, to And then you think about like other things, too. You think about like how we haven't explored almost like no parts of the ocean. Right, I, I think. Well, I don't remember what the percentage was. We've only explored. I think it's. Uh, don't give me. The, take this number as truth. I think it was like twenty percent of the ocean is all we've discovered or explored, and like the deepest parts where these squids would be are the areas that we haven't explored. So why wouldn't there be something down there to show us that, like, oh yeah, hey, there's stuff down there. That's just crazy to me to think that there's so much of this earth that hasn't been explored. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. And I think we should be, well, a part of me thinks we should be exploring more of the earth than like going into space and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit last time, but like this is probably of all the things we've mentioned so far, well, especially the ones we've mentioned so far and things we could mention that we're not going to mention, this seems like the most realistic one. Like, yeah. Now you've kind of done a little exploration investigation into a creature. And the creature? What creature? The one I can't pronounce. I want you to try and pronounce it. <laughs> I always forget what it's called. The Mex the one in the Mexican folklore. What's it? What what's it called? <laughs> the the chupacabra? That one. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Okay, so okay, this is another one of those just like I don't think there's a whole lot of evidence for. More of that is just so okay, so a chupacabra is basically just like this kind of goat kind of dog-like creature that kind of though some say stands up on two legs some walks on all four but basically it just walks around and sucks blood out of like mainly goats and like small animals 
And I guess there's been a lot of evidence in Mexico and like Southern America or Southern here in America, you know, like Texas and stuff of, you know, they're just animals that are just found dead, like with blood gone, like a massive blood loss. Right. So is all their blood gone or just some of it? I don't know. It's all of it. I think there's mostly some, but you just definitely tell they're not like, you know, missing a lot of blood. So obviously it's easy to create something around that. Right. And they found like, you know, pictures and little videos of weird creatures but like i think you were even saying you looked at it they just look like deformed messed up dogs <laughs> yeah kind of thing. i've heard that one that that's just mangy animals but but the thing that gets me is like well what is draining their blood it's kind i don't of know you were telling me that like a dog couldn't suck yeah right? dogs kind of don't thing. have lips <laughs> but if they mess it up enough they can like just drink it right well yeah i guess if you but do you need lips to suck I think so. <laughs> I well, I mean, know. okay, I guess dogs can suck at some point. I mean, they do nurse. But they're not going to drain from a bite. Right. right? Like, yeah. Right. They t- Dogs tend to, like, bite. They just go for the meat, right? They, I think so. And normally, if a, in a dog attack or anything, or even, like, a cat attack, the animal is pr- usually pretty mutilated. Yeah. So if it's just, like, a single bite, it's not like a vampire. Because I, I have heard described as like a vampire. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And they have like big teeth. So like I was in Mexico on these mission trips one time. And, you know, of course, of course, we're going to joke around about the chupacabra with all the kids. Right. So we brought it up to the little kids once. All right. The chupacabra. What's the, and they, they got scared. They go. Oh. They get quiet. And they pointed up to the mountains. Oh, my goodness. And like they got super serious. And we're like, oh, OK, let's not talk about this here. Like oh they really. Goodness. And then, you know, this is a poor little town, you know, kind of thing. And like they seemed legit. Like we weren't gonna work. Okay, we're done. We're not bringing up the chupacabra anymore, no guys. We scared a couple little kids by bringing it up, so we're just gonna like let just that go. The mention of the name was scary, and yeah. then they also knew like where to it's, point. Where to point? That yeah. is creepy. It's up there. So like you could just Google. Like there's all kinds of sightings. Like people say they saw it, you know. But it's one of those things. Like I'm sure people just want to say they saw it. So okay. Uh-huh. So then another question I have is: Do the different accounts all align as far as what it looks like, or are there so many different accounts? Um, well, like I said, some like I, I saw some say that they stand on two legs, like Harrison, you uh-huh. know, kind of thing. And there's some that they the, well, the ones that they say they find like a jacked up animal, a dead one, and they say this is a dead chupacabra. But those are all like four legged walking animals. So, I mean, I guess there is conflicting evidence of the ones. But if, if you see if the more like dramatic, stylized depictions of it is definitely a two legged one. So or walks on two legs and has like little arms. Ooh. I wonder if it like jumps and like grabs. It's like a it. little teeny tiny vampire T Rex yeah. thing. Vampire T Rex. <laughs> they get big arms though. So yeah, I mean, so... Hey, there's some, but there's some weird stuff going on in like Mexican folklore and stuff like that. Ugh. There's weird stuff. So there's this other one. It's a, uh, I think I talked about it on a previous podcast with Beach. It's called the Lechuza. And this one is like this giant bird. And I'm pretty sure. That my uncle thinks he saw this. Ooh, I think okay. We have a we have oh, an actual eyewitness on, account here. Okay, I'm gonna go on, uh, and you can ask your friend. I'm pretty sure every Mexican family has an uncle that saw the lechuza. <laughs> <laughs> I would go out the limb and say that if not a lechuza or a llorona, a llorona, or a, a chupacabra. I'm sorry, every Mexican family has the uncle that saw one. But anyway, so this is this giant bird. It's supposed to be like, like. I can't remember how many feet, like 20 feet long or something like that. That's wingspan or whatever. And basically the legend of it is, is it's a witch who was killed or something like that. But then it came back to life. And like during the day it's a witch, but at night it's a bird and it flies around. And what it'll do is it'll like kind of like distract like a car. And if a car pulls over, it'll attack you. So if you see a giant bird flying around you, don't stop, like run away from it. And it can also like just like 
change the sounds it makes to distract you and get you to stop so it could sound like a kid. Oh. Yeah. So then oh, you're like, you, you go investigate. Where's the kid? And then it attacks you. So don't, if you're driving along in the dark, don't stop for anything. Don't stop for so a giant bird. bird. Don't stop for a kid making noises in the dark. So I wonder though, okay, okay, if this bird did exist, mm-hmm. could it be like a, um, what what are those birds who make noises like humans? A um, parrot? No, like a mockingbird can, can mimic certain sounds that it hears over and over again. Like, I thought, like I thought it was a parrot, like the pirate ones. Parrots do that. Oh, but I think one? also like mockingbirds like can, giant ones? They'll, they'll mimic like car horn noises. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So there are birds out there who can do that. Maybe, maybe. So again, this is one of those things. Down in Mexico, they come up with some wild stuff. So and probably there probably was just See, a giant I'm bird. I'm terrified of birds. You know this. So oh, this, I shouldn't this, have told you about the this legend. Uh, I'm gonna have nightmares uh, no. about. Oh my gosh, there's this bird that kills people. I know it. Birds are evil. No, no here, here's what you do though. This is how you protect yourself from it. Okay. So it, it doesn't like loud screaming noises which is weird because they're also saying it can like pick up a human being and carry it away the way you see a bird do to like a small what? rodent or something so it's that big they it's that big up- they said it could pick up a human oh no and i'm little yeah so it could pick you up but obviously if it picks you up and carries you away you're going to be screaming and yelling and it doesn't like loud noises so i don't know so they just said it doesn't like loud noises okay and it doesn't like salt what it's like a ghost yeah, yeah. so carry salt with you you love salt I do love salt. So it might even bite into you. I'd be like, hey, bird, I'm too salty. It might bite into you and go, ah, salty. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's so so that those are the best defenses against like super loud noises and salt. Okay. This is the kind of the the hard part about investigating these kind of things. Like, like going back to our original one, the unicorn. There are so many fantastical things like where they mix it with legends of magic. Right. That it is hard for us you know to investigate it and separate out what are the true parts of the story and what are the fake parts of the story right so so this one seems i mean <laughs> to me it seems pretty simple there was a giant bird somewhere that killed somebody so let's make up something fun about it yeah kind of thing. well people get scared and then it starts you know expanding right. from there do you think they're a lot of these things are probably, like to scare kids though too I think a lot of this, like, well, they're like, like, hey, let's create something to make kids want to behave kind I mean, of thing. that's definitely, like, the story of Krampus. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of this is, like, right? They're like, hey, you know, like, protect your farm animals. Let's create a creature that goes around and kills farm animals. Or, like... There probably was a really scary woman who was, like, one of those hawk women, you know, like, hawk people that could, like, could... You know how... A hawk person. You know, like, they could... I forget what the name of... There's this actual name of where... You know, they have the birds land on their arm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then crazy they, bird lady. Yeah, they they can send the hawk out and it returns to them. Oh, like at the zoo. Yeah, like okay. those kind of people who know how to con- train hawks and stuff. Okay. So there's probably like a crazy woman like that who knew how to train a big bird. Oh, that's right. And then like a bird attacks somebody and they're like, "She did it! Yeah, she did it! Burn her!" And they like killed her. And then she everybody's came back. a witch, you know. And now there's a legend. Yeah, now there's the legend of her coming back. And killing oh or maybe they just killed her first and then there was a giant bird and everyone just assumed that it was her yeah like maybe there the is bird. this species of giant bird it probably i doubt it could carry a human but who knows Gotta, <laughs> if it, I guess be if a it was a blue bit. jay yeah if it was a giant blue jay could do all those things blue jays are pretty mean <laughs> so i'm pretty sure and if it's crossed with a parrot or a mockingbird we know it can change its voice right or and then it just has to be huge has to be That's huge. the other thing. It has to be a giant. Huge so I think Beesh, oh. I think Beesh told me he thought he saw one. What? But he just saw a giant bird. I think he. I think that's how it came up on a previous podcast. He was telling me a story about this giant bird that he saw. And I was like, "Yeah, man, you probably saw a lechuza." 
And then like we looked it up like in mid podcast and we're looking into it. So that's it. I'm never going to the southern states. I'm never no. going to Mexico. It's crazy down there. So like uh, my family has like all kinds of stories of stuff of like crazy like weird stories about down there. My grandparents are from there. I don't even know a lot of them. They won't even tell me the stuff. Ooh, so, they're like, too scary. Yeah, they're too scary. So I'm pretty much I'm I, I'm an adult now. I'm kind of hoping I can get some more of these stories. Maybe we'll just I'll you if can I can if I can get some of these stories, we'll do just like a spooky one. Like we can get into oh, some spooky yeah, do a spoo- supernatural episode. A spooky supernatural okay. one after we do that. legends and and uh, theories of the unexplained. We'll do supernatural. Maybe we'll bring yeah. Edward for this. I, I think Edward would like this one too. Oh, we'll you guys are just gonna sit here and scare me to death. Oh yeah. <laughs> so me and Edward started the podcast with a like when he first came on. We did a horror episode, which is like one of our favorites like we actually got like some feedback and people were talking to us about it a little bit so i think leaning into the horror side would be kind of nice too all right all right we'll definitely do one of those all right was there any more of these you wanted to bring up or are um, we kind of like so i guess the only were, like your favorite ones i've seen like biggest one we haven't talked about are dragons oh let's, yes let's end with dragons yes that's okay? a good one so um dragons have been one of those creatures that have been in ancient legends forever since like the beginning of human history we've been it's the beginning of like records right it's in babylonian um it's all across the world babylonian american greek right um, we may not even get into this but even like china there's like big creatures kind of like this right yeah Mm. the isaiah has a has a passage about the leviathan which is a very serpent like creature um so one of the, I like everyone says they're fake, of course. Once again, we don't have a creature here on Earth today at this time that fits that category, other than like maybe a kimono dragon or something. Right. But um, back in the day, like you know, we're taught to believe everything that Marco Polo, the explorer, saw, mm-hmm. and he went across the world and documented, you know, everything along his adventures, and he claims he saw this dragon, and he, once again, he has a very, very detailed description of this, right. this long serpent-like creature that has short legs that are clawed, has a big mouth with teeth. Right. And so, he saw something, once again, he saw something. He Did he describe it, it at all with wings? No, no okay. wings. But what he described is very, very similar to the descriptions of ancient China, which right. is kind of like, I think at the time he was in that region. Right. So we know in Chinese culture, the long snake-like dragon yeah. with short legs. Um, that's basically what Marco Polo says he saw. And um, there are a lot of other explorers of the... Of and these guys being big too, right? Big. This isn't just a normal lizard, right? Right. What do you, I think, what do we, like 20, 30 feet or you said or something like that? He says it is... Uh, or he said like footsteps or something like that, right? Right. Like 10 paces. So 10 paces. I mean, that has to be, yeah, 20, 30 feet. I mean, at least somewhere around there, right? I right. mean, depending on how big But then pace. skinny. Like, My pace is different than your yeah. pace. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. So how tall was Marco Polo? That's the first thing. Yeah, so we need to know. Yeah, let's get some real. Um, but no, I think that once again, the number of ancient legends that it appears in across the world and that all align as far as the description goes. Right. It's a snake-like creature with short legs and claws and big teeth and a big mouth and can kill people. Yeah. So. And I think you, you brought this up too. And if it can kill people, it would make sense that maybe it no longer exists anymore because if it's killing people in order to survive, you don't want to take that thing out. Right. Right. So right. A makes, lot of people. It makes sense to take the to kill them all. Think what it was is an ancient, uh, or it's a leftover of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that we makes sense, yeah. kind of like we we have we do have certain leftovers of the dinosaurs. We have turtles. We have alligators. We turtles have, are dinosaurs. Yeah, they're what? They're from way back when. Oh man, or at I least their DNA. I want a turtle. <laughs> I'll let you have a turtle. They do not. They don't eat meat or anything. We don't have to feed it insects. Feed it lettuce. So. Yeah, I can give. A, I can feed a creature lettuce. That would be good. You nice. can get a turtle. And I say I have a dinosaur. Yes. Nice. Um, so. You know, we have alligators, crocodiles. They are somehow have DNA that dates back then. Mm-hmm. We have the kimono dragon. It's not too far of a stretch to say if we have the kimono dragon, there might be something a little bit more similar to this actual little, ancient dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I now, definitely agree with that. Um, the question is then there's also a lot of legends that say it flies. Mm-hmm. and But, of course, we did have flying dinosaurs, so maybe. Are there similarities between like lizards and like birds and stuff? Uh, apparently in the DNA, yeah. I mean, don't they always say that like dinosaurs have bird DNA? Something like that. Like yeah, the yeah. T-Rex was possibly covered in feathers. Is this like a Jurassic Park thing? Where <laughs> <laughs> I'm believing what I heard in movies? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, like, I think that would actually happen. I think, yeah, I think I've heard that somewhere before, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? Why wouldn't it? I mean, or like it could be just one of those, again, made up things that we've, to make it cooler in a movie, we gave it wings and, is there any evidence anywhere about it breathing fire? That's also another thing you think of when you think of dragons, right? Well, there are evidence of fire-breathing dinosaurs, though. Oh, really? So dinosaur They found like this dinosaur with like a hollow cavity in its head mm-hmm. that they think contained methane or some kind of like flammable oh. gas that it could like, if lit or something, uh-huh. like breathe fire. That is tight. Okay, I'm thinking dragons might be my favorite animal now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at the look into dragons more. T-Rex, watch out, man. Dragon might be coming for you. Yeah. If I could find, if I could be convinced that dragons were real, the way I'm thinking of them, a dragon could be coming after the T-Rex is my favorite animal. I think the interesting thing with dragons is, I mean, no, we don't have them in recent, recent history, but as far as like human history goes, I mean, we do have them very uh, a lot in like the middle ages especially yeah. in europe they were fighting dragons and like that's that what you was... think about right like the dragon and like knights going in to fight the dragon right right like, yeah that's like man the ancient chinese definitely and indians mm-hmm. i mean it's just heavy in their culture for it to be so heavy in their culture you would have to think there's something about it and if you just look at the number of countries or not countries but ancient languages mm-hmm. that have a word for dragon See that's a, oh that, that's interesting. That's one thing is a, not a lot of cultures have a word for dinosaur, or right? uni- Di- unicorn. No, yeah. <laughs> no, everyone has a word for unicorn, but um, but like dinosaur is a relatively new word okay. in in human culture, but dragon is not. Dragon wow. appears in lots of ancient cultures. It's just a different word, you know, in different languages, right. but it's describing a similar creature. And so a lot of people think that maybe what people were seeing were dinosaurs. They called them dragons back then. Now we call mm. them dinosaurs. Oh, so it's basically the same thing. Right. Oh, that's interesting. And so that, like, there's different accounts of different types of looking dragons, but there's also lots of different... Slash dinosaur. Yeah. There's also lots of different looking dinosaurs. Okay. So a dragon may, isn't necessarily a specific kind of dinosaur. It might just be a dinosaur. Right. Right. Oh, man. Okay. That kind of takes it away from me a little bit then because I want the specific dragon. Not just dragon being a dinosaur. Well, okay. So the thing is... Because there's so many dinosaurs. In different regions, Mm -hmm. there are different types of dragons. dragons. So, for instance, India and China are very close together. Mm -hmm. Their 
description of a ch- of a dragon is very similar. Right. Okay. So whatever creature lived in that area is very very uh, well documented in that culture. Right. Whereas if you go to England or Europe. The creature is also uh, very similar, has a little bit different right. characteristics, but very similar. Uh, the well, one in the Bible seems to be something a little different. It right. seems to be more of a... That'd be uh, Middle Eastern, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's, I think it's a sea dragon. They call oh, it like a sea dragon. Kind okay. Of. I mean, that makes sense, though. Like, It makes sense that the similar species would could still have different characteristics based on the region it's in. I mean, just... They're going to have to evolve in a certain way based on where they're located, right? I mean, animals do that. So that makes sense for them to have different characteristics in China than it would in England or whatever. Mm-hmm. Different climates, different parts of the world. Like, hey, yeah. why not? It makes I sense. I mean, a wolf looks different in in um, Australia than it does in right. Russia. Well, I mean, they have, you know, different wild anim- dogs, I should say. Right, right. Hmm. I like this dragon stuff. <laughs> I can get on board with the dragon. That's awesome. So yeah, there's uh, mythical creatures. So comment and uh, let us know what you guys think. Right? Yeah, there were so many more we could have gone into. Like I think we just try to pick some of our favorites or the ones that you kind of know maybe more the about most or whatever. Well-known. Yeah, yeah, or ones that you guys everyone would recognize. There's so many other weird ones, but yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm glad we were able to do that. So what do we got next coming up? Uh, that's a good question. There's so many, so many different. You have you could just open your book and figure yeah. something out. There's some pretty wild ones. I don't know how crazy we should get. <laughs> we'll work our way to the crazy. Um, if there's anything anyone wants to hear talk, us talk about a little more, you can definitely let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram or any of the social medias or just tell us personally. We would, uh, yeah, we're down to talk about whatever. Hillary, if you just tell her to look into something of one of these I things. I will. She's down. She probably already has. Send and if me she a wormhole to go down. She'll go down it. <laughs> talk about wormholes. Oh. Uh-oh. We can talk about time travel? Yeah. What? What? Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> we might need to save that one for her. But maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But next week, we'll continue this. We'll definitely talk about a mystery of the theories of the unknown next week as well. So that was fun. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, all the places you can hear. Like, like Edward's to... not here to do the spiel. So yeah, I don't know. if you'd like to support us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Look us up on Patreon, moderately entertaining. Wait, Patreon slash moderatelyentertaining.com. Check us out. There's different tiers, different levels. Again, if you want to sign up and support us, what we're doing, uh, we want to, we're going to get on YouTube eventually. Camera or not, we're going to get there, but we'd like to have a camera to kind of like interact. You got to see Albert's lovely face. <laughs> well, we're trying to get them to contribute to get the camera. <laughs> don't but, y'all uh, want to see Albert? The man uh, behind the, the mic. There we go. Yeah. If you want to see me, my face up on your screen help us out on patreon but anyways thanks for listening guys i'm excited we got an, another one down we might just keep this going for who knows how long all right let's do this all right thanks for listening bye